0: Log Talk Radio.
1: To another uh, Friday night edition of the uh, Pajama Party I'm one of your hosts, Papa Didi I'm here with Kettle Hello And red wine
2: Bonsoir, darling
1: What's going on? Okay.
2: Nothing going on but the rent and the bills <laughs> And the heat wave
3: Yeah, I know that's right mm-hmm. What's What's going on? On? Sure, Yeah, um, okay.
2: Oh, I think we talked about hundred today.
3: Really? Yeah. It, it was felt hot. Like, you know, yeah. I was melting. I was, I was melting. I was melting. Up, I was up north most <laughs> of the day. Absolutely. Oh, and then you oh, escaped okay. it No, it wasn't. Mm-hmm.
1: It wasn't. It was. It got hot, but the work I had to do some outside work, and I started around ten o'clock. I was going to do it a little later, but I said, you know what, it was like 75 degrees.
4: Maybe, mm-hmm. and I just said,
1: let me, yeah, let me get out here and do this little landscaping, you know. And I think you got around some of it. No, I still, you know, sweating my ass off.
3: <laughs> anyway,
1: everything cool?
3: Everything's everything.
1: Um, now, uh, our first uh, open question, roundtable question tonight. Uh, I'll, I'll get into my segment later of what's popping to talk about customer service these days, which is atrocious. I got three three places in particular, but anyway, the question I got is: uh, Are you conscious of uh, of your plastic or cash when you go out? Or you just whip out the plastic and just, you know. I mean, do you analyze the store, the situations, people, the environment? Do you always, do you have ready cash? Or you just straight plastic and I don't care. This is a mediocre card, you know, kind of thing. This is my little, you know, side hustle debit card. So Mm
5: -hmm.
1: if it falls in the mud, F it. You know, or do you, are you precautious on, you know, the sign on the door, the people behind the cash register, and things like that? What do you think? Well, How do you roll out there with with your paying cash versus, and I'm talking every place too. I'm talking everywhere from Chick-fil-A, to liquor stores, to mom and pop stores, to hole in the wall, dives, you know, you name it. Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you break it down whether you want to do the cash or the Plastic, or do you trust everybody with your plastic, which you shouldn't but <laughs> how do you roll <coughs> red wine
2: oh, go to me first, yeah, um I do look at where I am and decide is this a place that i'm comfortable using a cart
1: and this is not on racial lines, right this no is. okay
2: I'm just saying where I am
1: because white be people if this is a store
2: where else? everybody seems very lax. Yeah, and right, you right. know it's like I don't know if if my card is going to get used by somebody else. You know, sometimes just certain stores they don't they don't seem real tight on what they're doing. They'll take your Based card, on... swipe it. They might lay it down next to the register and talk to somebody else. And you know, if it looks like it's that kind of place, uh, no, I would rather use cash.
1: So you keep some cash in the kitty. I try to, just in case. Not
2: always, but I try to. Okay. What about you,
1: Cattle? Yeah, Cattle, we should take big money.
3: I don't even try it. <laughs> I'm trying to catch <laughs> every two poppers. Um How do you well, handle your money out there? It, I'm I'm looking <laughs> at it as from the standpoint of we just came through a pandemic and when we were going through that process, everything was a car. If you didn't have a car, It's like okay, you can't shop here or whatever. Um But um, it was just, everything was card. So if you didn't have a card, you had to wait. Yeah, those cash people. But um, I guess it's just the stores that I frequent. I just frequent basically the same stores. So I'm comfortable with either one. It doesn't bother me. I mean,
1: mean when you're off the beaten path. I mean, when you're, you know, I I know you got your Mm go-to joints. We all do. But when you're off hmm. the beaten path, you know what I mean, let's say you ride through a redneck neighborhood or you, you in the bottom of the hood. When I say when I say but, the hood, I ain't even talking about black people, I'm talking like a Chinese store. But I you thought know? you said it's not racial. It's
3: not
2: racial, right? Well, we well, talking let,
1: let, <laughs> let's talk culture. Let's talk culture because it wait a minute. It could be some horrible Jewish, black, Chinese believe me, horrible business is just all over the map so we're not talking we're talking culture yeah. more than racial let's just take it okay. that way
3: well my thing is if if i have an issue with the card and the card doesn't take and i know there's money there and it's not taken properly fine i'll switch over to cash because there's something either with your system or there's something that's not right so yeah um like i said i'm 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 I like it. i'm always on the fence but it doesn't matter to me cash or card but I do like to use a card because I try to keep up with my expenses. So that's why I use my card on a regular. Um, but mm-hmm. if I have the cash readily available, I'm going to use the cash. So it's not a big deal to me. So, um, right, right. You know, I, I, I try not to look for the negative. Try to look for positive. If something's not right, I use my card. <laughs> that's why you call the credit card people, okay? And I go for mm-hmm. me. So, you know, it's happened before, so... That's something that I just, you know, had to take care of. And they honored the charge. You know, they said, okay, this is a dispute. we are going to give your money back, yada, yada. So, I mean, you know, it depends on the circumstances. So.
2: I, I hear what you're saying, but I still feel like if you go, like, for example, I have been in places sometimes where I ended up in a part of town where I don't normally hang out. And ended up stopping in some place to get something to eat. And I was already cautious about that because I'm very particular about what I eat and where. But I said, all right, I'm going to give these people a shot. And they just seemed to be like arguing behind the counter. seemed like there was some drama going on in the kitchen and all. And I thought, I don't think I want to use my card up in here. Because it just seemed like there was too much friction already in the air. And it just made me not feel comfortable that their check, I mean, not check cashing, but their credit record keeping and stuff wasn't going to be accurate.
5: And I just, yeah, just
2: the vibe in there just didn't feel right. So to me, if I feel like the vibe isn't right, it had nothing to do with who the people were because I didn't know them. But the vibe just didn't feel secure, I guess is the right word. It did not feel secure. So I said, yeah, this would be a good time for me to use this cash. So that way I'm done with this transaction. I don't have to worry about is it going to be right when it comes through my bank. Because I have had that experience where somehow somebody got a hold of my card number, not the card. They got my number from a transaction someplace where I don't normally use it. And some transaction showed up on my account that I knew nothing about from some other city, not even in the area. And I had to go through the process, like you said, call the bank. They straightened it out, but that was stressful because mm-hmm. it made me wonder, like, okay, who else got it? Did they give right. it to somebody else? Did they sell it to somebody? Am I going to have to deal with this again and again? So I ended mm-hmm. up having to cancel the card, get a new, you know, go through that. And it's just, it's inconvenient when you have to do that.
5: So I, mm-hmm. I just think
2: it's a wise thing to check your environment and,
5: yeah. and mm-hmm.
2: if you feel like, okay, this appears to be, and of course, appearances can be fooling, but if it mm-hmm. appears to be everything's cool, okay, fine. Let me use my card. Well,
1: mm-hmm. my my view on it is my view on it first and foremost. Uh, I don't know if West Philly has anything to do with it, but uh, I'm always on the ready. You know, when I first go into a store, I just need to see good customer service from the beginning, you know, and if I see a, a slight inclination, I mean, I, I got I got a nose like a coyote when it comes to crap, you know what I mean?
5: Mm.
1: I just got a nose like a coyote when it comes to crap because, and, and like I said, I hate to talk about the pandemic because after a while we're going to have to put the pandemic in its proper um, cubbyhole like any other element that that happened in this world, whether it be polio, measles, chicken pox, mumps, everything we've had, you know, uh but uh I know that affected a lot of things, but the world is trying to get back right. I mean, I was on the Amtrak train today that was packed. Okay.
5: Mm.
1: And the mask laws was relaxed, so fifty percent of people had a mask, fifty percent didn't, but not to get off subject, um I've had experience today at a Dunkin' Donuts, as a matter of fact. When I went in there, two or three different people, the customer service was horrible. I ordered something from one person, and by the time I looked up, somebody else was at the register. And I'm like, where'd the other girl go? Mm-hmm. Out of nowhere. I'm like, all right, well, then she has my vanilla chai. But And I had my brother with me, and I said, well, he wants the coffee. And I already paid for the vanilla chai. another girl popped in my I said, oh, hell no. This is cash and carry up in this joint. <laughs> this is cash and carry. I mean, you have to be you have to be quick on the draw because you know cash soothes all doubt. You know what I mean? No matter what you do, I mean, you know, we all can put the plastic down if you want to go through that later. But if you see chaos from the very beginning, why jump into it? Like what some people call it, jump in the cold water you know, in the ocean, what they call oh, the,
2: uh, I oh. yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah.
1: <laughs> well, outside of being fools, but, uh, mm. they have a term. I don't, I don't know what it's called. If mm. one of our callers are listening, maybe they can tell us. Uh, but anyway, same, same with that. You know, the water's going to oh. be cold. And if you have dealt with lousy customer service, and we all have, we have sat back at the register saying, wow, wow, wow. And one more experience I had, not to go on, I was in a, I was in a Chinese store order something. When I walked in the store, all the grown-ups was in the back cooking. You could see everybody cooking. But up front, there was like a 12-year-old boy. And he's doing his thing and all, and I'm looking at him and everything, and he's, I'm like, well, damn, is anybody going to come out and oversee this? <laughs> you know what I mean? It just, it got, it went on and on. He was doing this all of a sudden, he took my order and everything. And I said, "Okay, this is cash all day also." Now, I gave him a $50 bill. And he shorted me $20. Mm. He gave me back like, I don't know, I think it was like the bill was only like almost $20 and he gave me 10 and a 5 and a 1. And I said, "Wait a minute, man. Are you, how are you going to give me? I gave you 50 and it was less than 25." So 25 and 25 is 50. So my bill was 17. So I need to see 25 somewhere in my cat, in my change. You gave me a 10, and a 5, and a 1. I said, wait a minute, that doesn't even equal 25. No, no, no. He hit me with the Chinese dialogue at 12 years old. And I was like, look, man, I gave you a 50. You owe me a 10. He was off by exactly $10. And then he said, oh, I'm having a bad day. 12 years old, he telling me he's having a bad day. I'm like, what the, are you serious? So, like I said, that's an example, and this is a very true story. That's an example where it's cash all day. Please, if 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 you got a child behind the cash register, adverse customer service, crazy crap going on when you walk in the door, please dig into your cash pile. I mean, that's just well, my opinion.
3: That's it. That's the bottom line. Is there chaos somewhere? Cash and cash. Yeah. If, it, yeah, if it's please. a calm environment and the customer service on point, credit card. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I you know, know, know you said yeah, right. I know yeah. you said you can go, go to the credit card right. and
1: let them figure it out, but we, we, man, I'm too old to be letting anybody figure out stuff anymore. Anyway, that wraps up our round the table. uh Kettle, what we got in focus tonight? What's our type? What's our topics and all that jazz? If you don't mind. Oh, our, all right.
3: All right. Our buckle breakout. up. Sit back. All right. In focus, um, five Ohio students found guilty of hazing, and uh, in a teen's death. Also, third victim dead after shooting at Alabama church, and two white races arrested after violent confrontation with a black teen. Here we go again. Our cocktail of the week. After all of that, we're going to need that. It's called the apple snap. Also, was popular with Papa Didi. Uh, we're going to get into some interesting things. Of course, we're going to lighten it up with our weird news. Glass bar dangles over Canyon in Georgia. Okay. Also, a man says he uh, spends $8,500 a year on Pepsi addi- addiction. And New Hampshire distillery turns invasive crabs into whiskey. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying with red wine, um, come on, Clarence. Living for the City with Papa D, my Hollywood wrap-up. Of course, the kisser list and the last word. So sit back, relax, and we'll be back with In Focus.
4: You're in tune to the late-night adult pajama party right here on Blog Talk Radio. This is a production of D.C. Homegrown Entertainment. To share your opinion with the pajama party crew, call us on 914-803-4306 and press 1. If you'd rather just listen in, you can still call us and listen on your phone, or you can listen online by going to our website www.apajamaparty.com and clicking the Listen banner in the top right corner. So join the conversation and let us know what you think about tonight's topics or whatever is on your mind. Okay, who turned the lights off? Call us now, 914 914- Now back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party
3: Hey, this is Kettle with the Yellow Top I'm waiting to hear from you tonight I'm at the Pajama Party Live So you can reach us at 914-803-4306 Or you can check us out on apajamaparty.com I've got my opinions, but I want to hear yours Papa Papadini and Red Wine are trying to beat me down, so
2: need you to call back and back me up. I know you're out there. I can hear you breathing. So call me now. 914-803-4306.
3: I'm right here on WBJP, Log Talk Radio, waiting to hear from you. Uh, here they come. I, I, I gotta go. I gotta go.
1: All right, welcome back to Bajan Party. One of your hosts, Papa Deedee. I'm your Kettle. Hello.
4: Red wine.
2: Boom, Swah, darling.
1: All right. Uh, Kettle, are you going to start us off? I
2: sure Yeah. Am. All right, um, let's get in-, all
3: right, get in focus. All right, we're going to get in focus, all right. Five Ohio students, um, if you guys haven't heard the story, um, were found guilty for um, hazing and impinged death. So uh, three former fraternity members were sentenced um, yesterday to jail terms um, for their roles in the hazing death of a young Bowling Green University student. Um, this happened back in uh, uh, March 2021, the death of Stone Folks. He was 20. He was a sophomore from Delaware, Ohio. Um, the people in question is... Um, one is 19, 22, and 21, they had pleaded guilty um, to reckless homicide and hazing counts. Um, the two other guys, um, they pleaded guilty of obstructing of justice, um, and one other guy, Dunson, he, he he claimed that he tampered with the evidence. Um, so uh, check this out. The guy that's 19, his name is Prezel, he was sentenced to 28 days in jail and two years probation. The guy, Duncan, he was 21, received a 20, 21-day uh, um, jail term and three years probation, um, while the other guy, Sweeney, he's 22, was given only 14 day jail sentence and two uh, years of probation. So all three were also sentenced to serve 28 days of house arrest as well. I'm like, okay, this is all
1: that they these, after what
4: they have these done? Are
1: white, these are white boys, I take it, right? In most
4: there cases. you and, and, go. There you go.
1: Yeah. I, I've you, heard about that case. I didn't know it finally went to trial. But, yeah, but, you know, you made yeah. a good point on how the, the punishment is so interesting, you know, because it mm-hmm. seems like... No matter what happens, the neighborhood still doesn't want to be tainted because everybody comes up mm-hmm. together or came up together, and uh, it's, it's just amazing. Yeah, I didn't mean to step on yeah. your story, but that's
3: uh, no, sorry, But I did want to um, include that what happened was the guy died died of alcohol poisoning after a fraternity mm-hmm. initiation event in which he was hazed into finishing an entire bottle of alcohol. He was found unconscious by a roommate after members of the um, uh, Phi Kappa Alpha fraternity dropped him off in his apartment. He died Mm. three days later after he was put on life support. These mofos, they dropped the boy off back in his apartment. No, he was intoxicated like that. Come on, man. Are y'all that stupid? Just young, young and dumb, I guess. I mean, they think it's funny, I guess, you know. But... I just don't get it.
2: You know, they were trying it. to just wash their hands of the whole thing. They figured, all right, we're going to drop him off now. We're done with him.
1: Mm. And I wonder that's how his crazy. parents thought about that.
2: Yeah, his,
1: his parents have been all over the news, and, you know, it's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. It's so interesting when, when white folks get to witness their own white-on-white crime and see the... Uh, the you know, the light side of sentencing when it's done to their own people, sometimes you wonder how they feel. And I know they feel horrible, but maybe you would think sometimes it would bring people to the reality of what's happening with people of color all the time, but it seems like it just doesn't uh, doesn't jive. But, you know, the judge is the one that uh, calls the shots, so mm-hmm. okay. he to jump in his ass, you know. Wow, that's yeah. very interesting.
3: Okay. Yeah, I guess they I guess they were one, they were white, two, they were young. But still, um, you know, you gotta be held responsible. You know. I thought it was gonna be some years, maybe six months or maybe a year or two years. So you're gonna do twenty one, twenty eight days in jail and then after that you want two or three years probation. So what happens like to jail with it? Go ahead, I'm sorry.
2: I was just gonna say that's almost like not being sentenced at all. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. but what, what what happens? The the the, quicker, the 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 thing is, what happens if you something happens within that two or three year probation? Are you going straight to jail again for a longer period of time, or are we just gonna slap you on the wrist again? <laughs> come on, man. Yeah, that's if, true. Ooh. Yeah. Come on in. Say yes. if
2: one of them were involved in a hit and run and the person died, or a car accident, and the person died that they hit. Does this mean that they just get another little slap-slap, add to the probation?
1: Well, you can only get, I mean, just put on my legal hat for a minute. You can only Uh get, sent. (laughs) yeah, yeah, look out, jailhouse Mm -hmm. lawyer. Uh, Mm
5: -hmm. You can
1: only get sentenced to something if you violate something that has been suspended. Now, if you have a, mm-hmm. a five-year jail sentence suspended, but we're going to give you 28 days in actual jail time plus probation or whatever, and now now this is, which is so ironic, if you listen to the word probation, now, mm-hmm. see, when it comes to jail, jail is usually accompanied by parole. They go mm-hmm. to jail, I don't care if you going to jail for one day, when you come out of jail, and now that you're on the custody of the state, that's what will be parole. Parole is what what couples with, uh, with jail time. You come out of jail, you go on parole. Probation could be given to a doctor that slaps his wife, you know what I mean? Or somebody that's in a domestic situation, they can go on, you know, probation.
2: Probation, well, probation is more like just a warning.
1: No, probation is just a different level of, of law. It's a different level. Parole. When you have, when you when you have a parole officer, that's a cop.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: When you on probation, that could be just a person who works for a state in a suit. You know, they're still they're still connected to law enforcement, but they're more prone to come by your house, checking out your stuff, yada yada yada. But when you when you when you're in, when you're on parole, you know you're like you know. The cops knock on your door. Hey, your parole officer, open the door. So they're going to jail. So why don't why why are they not having three years of parole as a pro as opposed good to probation? Question. That's that's the question and on and
3: it. That just but, shows how but, mild the sentence was. Right, I'm but sorry, but no go ahead, just read the the, the definition on uh, the probation: the release of an offender from detention, subject to a period of good behavior under supervision. So apparently they're going to be looking at these guys under the microscope, and like I said, if something happens within that probation um, period, um, they're probably going to go back to jail or go to jail. Yeah, but, see,
1: but see, the key word you said was detention, and that's because mm-hmm. they had such a soft, a, a soft uh, right. sentence.
4: See, when you mm-hmm. go for
1: five years in jail, now you're you're. you're uh, a criminal you you have a felony on your record and you come out of jail as a now you're going on parole because you're a felon so they are they're calling this thing i mean and does it say what not the charge was a misdemeanor or a felony what are they calling that i don't know if you've seen that particular situation
3: uh, uh one was tampering with evidence um don't evidence and hazing uh obstructing official business Um, So those are different charges. But were those charges
2: considered a misdemeanor or a felony?
3: It it doesn't say. Um, More likely it's a
1: felony. If they go on a jail period, more likely it's a felony. And that's the thing that Mm -hmm. you want, though. If you ever get busted, you really want to try to get it knocked down to a misdemeanor. Because once you get a felony, you
4: know,
1: right. and you get convicted of a felony, you it. can't vote, you can't vote. Now you got to check that box on the application. Have you ever been yada, 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 convicted of a crime? Boom, you know. But as a misdemeanor, you can bypass that question because your background check will be a lot lighter when it comes to a misdemeanor. But anyway, we'll get off that mm-hmm. soapbox. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah. got any questions about any questions or comments, you're welcome to call in. If you already called in, you can press 1, and you'll be put in the queue. Speak your mind, any subject you want to talk about, we're wide open. We don't really have no particular type of, you know, okay. we took the late, <laughs> this is a late-night talk show, so we can talk, talk about anything.
2: <laughs> all, right. all right. So I want to talk about this shooting in Alabama. Okay. You know, to add to the list of all of the mass shootings lately, this time it was a 70-year-old man who shot three senior citizens at an Alabama church uh, group meeting. They were actually having, like, a potluck dinner. This happened on yesterday. But the culprit was a 70-year-old man. I mean, in the past, we've been hearing, like, 18, 17, you know, young people. But this dude was 70. Well, not was, is, because he was taken, you know, he was captured. He wasn't shot. He had a black eye, but... He still was taken alive. Uh, He's now in custody, and he shot uh, Walter Rainey, who was 84, Sarah Yeager, who was 75, and this was at the St. Stephen's Episcopal Church in Vestavia Hills, right outside of Birmingham in Alabama. Uh, A third victim, 84-year-old woman whose family didn't want her name to be put out there, died in the hospital today. So now you've got three people who he killed. And, you know, they're still trying to determine, like, well, what was the problem? Because they said that he would come to this church from time to time to participate in the services. So I don't really know what his, what his issue was, uh, but somebody there who was at the potluck dinner subdued him and held him down until uh, the police arrived. And that was around 622 on yesterday when this happened. Uh, The the Jefferson County District Attorney today said that warrants were issued against Smith, the man who did it, for the uh, capital murder of two or more persons. Now it's three. And he's being held in uh, in the county jail without bail. So, of course, they're saying, you know, after they do the investigation at this point, they believe that he acted alone, and they're trying to determine, like, what was the motive. Nobody is clear yet on why did he go into this church and shoot people like that and kill people. So, you know, as you know, this is the latest in um, the string of shootings that's been going on. There was another church shooting that happened um, at an Episcopal African Methodist Episcopal church in Charlestown, Hmm. Uh, gosh, when was that? At that, that was years ago. Because I think they said this one's a, when this one happened around the seventh anniversary of that shooting.
1: You mean the one in? You mean in, in Charlotte? You mean in South Carolina, not Charlotte, but uh, in Charleston. Charleston, South I thought
2: that's what I said. Okay, if I misspoke, Charleston, yeah. South Carolina. Right. That's where that one happened, and that was about seven years ago. And there was another one at a Taiwanese church in uh, Southern California. That was last month. And then, of course, you know, the one in Texas at Uvalde and uh, the supermarket shooting in Buffalo. And, you know, that list just goes on and on. So, of course, people are now once again saying that they want to see some kind of safety legislation around guns, gun control or something to happen to try to, you know, Cut this stuff out. I know you can't eliminate people possessing guns, but, you know, people are saying enough is enough. Right. And this is just too much. You know, this was elderly people. One of these women died in the arms of her husband who had been married for 60 years. She died in her husband's arms whispering to him that she loved him. Wow. I mean, this stuff is just brutal. Yeah, it is. Brutal. They've been married 60 years, and for her to have her life taken at a church potluck dinner, yeah. they weren't bothering anybody. hmm
3: but, but, you know, I, I, I've noticed in churches lately um, that they are beefing up their security. It's like they have security at the door, you know. Um, and that's yeah. sad. Who would ever think that we would need security this day and age in a church? You know, you're going there to you know, pray and do whatever you need to do and fellowship and everything, but um, no one would ever think that. So, yeah. yeah. It's like, That's where I, we are hope, as a Christian. Yeah, so we don't get to a point where, you know, they have uh, the detectors and stuff like they have in the schools at the churches. So, it's like, okay, where can we go? We can't go
1: anywhere. That's yeah. so, the bottom line. Yeah, it's coming down to that, really.
2: It's like you're not safe anywhere. You can't go to the grocery yeah. store, you can't go to the movies. Remember that shooting with the, the dude with the orange yeah. hair. Yeah. Shot and people yeah. at the movie theater. Uh can't go to church in peace.
1: Yeah. And that's why I said that we have to stop focusing on the uh on the pandemic and understand what's what's the latest news. The latest news is that people are shooting up places. So let's, mm-hmm. let's put our mind in the right place. You know, I just – I just – I don't – sometimes I don't understand how things are being held on to for so long because everything has to be cubby in its own way. You know, people still – when nine eleven comes around, as tragic as that situation was, you know, and they, they've been honored for the last 20 years, as you've seen, they just had a 20-year celebration on that – And that's all well and good, and and for them to never forget the situation of that. But we also have to never forget other things that happened in this world that affected other generations of people, you know, Pearl Harbor and things like that, you know, things that affected people that were my father's age and things like that. You know, we we need to understand that that needs to be never forgotten because sometimes you'll have September 7th go by without a whisper. And unless you heard on the news saying, oh, today is the 50-year anniversary of, I mean, now is almost a 70th year anniversary mm-hmm. of, of Pearl Harbor. And people forget about that, and more people died in Pearl Harbor than they did in 9-11. And you're not trying to put any, any particular tragedy on a pedestal, but they all have to find their own particular cubbyhole of, of memorial memorialization, if there's such a word, mm-hmm. and, and and be there in that memory. And, but sometimes it seems like 9-11 just goes so so overboard when it comes up. You know, it's not overboard, but it's just they, they forget other, other tragedies, other situations. And I use Pearl Harbor as a gallant uh, example because that was a vicious day. And then storming the beaches of Normandy in World War II, another day where a ton of people were killed trying to – to the German beaches, when the Germans were shooting at them, they were getting off the boat, going up on the beach, the gun bullets just coming at them, you know, between Normandy and and, um, and Pearl Harbor. My goodness, we should never forget those two occasions there itself. So. But anyway, that was just a tag along on your situation with, with things that we should remember. Like you're saying, that's the anniversary of the Charleston, South Carolina situation. Right. And the shooter probably knew that. So, so you never know people's motives because people just have no, lost their mind today. But uh, this story here that I have, man, I tell you, I don't want to get emotional with this, but this just shows me how stupid white people can be. Okay, they they could be, and I say they, I'm speaking of the chosen few that choose to be foolish. You know, they 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 will do an exact crime that was done by somebody else. Now, either you wasn't watching the damn news
5: mm.
1: or or you, your head is either in the sand or up your ass, one to two, okay? Now, this is the situation of two white, It they called it a racial arrest after a violent confrontation with a black teen, okay? Now, picture this. Let me give you the roundabout story on this. Now, this teen was only 16 years old, apparently driving his parents' car, you know, which is a new. Uh, I think it's a Mercedes. I'll get to that. But he ride. He's riding to go over his friend's house to spend the night, and he's in Sanford, Florida, the same place where Trayvon Martin was killed. Mm-hmm. Sanford, Florida, and using the old battle cry, of white folks, you're in my neighborhood. Okay. Well, here's the deal. When you look at the deed of your house. All you own is the land that you paid for. Okay?
2: Okay, man. That's
1: it. You don't own the street. You don't even own the payment that's adjacent to your property. You own the property that's connected to your property, the, the payment that's connected to your property. So if the cement breaks, you got to fix it. But I if if, they, if there's that. a if there's a uh, if there's a Extension of your property now belongs to the county or the city or whatever, then that doesn't belong to you. So when people say my neighborhood, I'm like, give me a break. You know, it's just so interesting that you know. And just let me just give a little footnote that I learned from my father years ago, where you know when the when the World War II veterans came out of uh, out of World War II with the GI Bill. As I mentioned before, they weren't allowed to buy houses in the suburbs because it was so racist. Say so they did live in the city. You know, that's why we're, we're so dominant, as I said before, in Philadelphia. We're so dominant in Harlem. We're so dominant in all these places that have to do with the inner city. We weren't allowed to move to Bristol, Pennsylvania. We weren't allowed to move to Levittown, New York, or Long Island. That's why we're so dominant in Brooklyn and things like that. But now white folks want to come back to Brooklyn and they will to come to the inner city because they don't want the propane tank no more. They want to be connected to the gas company and electric company. You know, they don't wanna, you know, send a key up a kite like Ben Franklin to get some electricity or mm. put a propane tank in the yard to get some gas. You know, I mean I'm making jokes but the whole thing I'm saying when I get into the story is that this is not your neighborhood. And a lot of these white folks that live in these neighborhoods because when their parents came out of World War II, like my parents, they was able to buy in these suburban neighborhoods, so they brought these houses for a nickel and a song. And now these big-ass houses in the neighborhood are worth five, six 600000 but they only paid two, 3000 for it. So now they want to hold on to it because they know the house wasn't worth that when their parents brought it. Half the people that live in these suburban areas now, their parents are dead their grandparents are dead. So now you're trying to take possession of something that you didn't buy from the beginning, that was left to you as an inheritance. So how are you raising a flag saying this is my when your mama and your grandmama left it to you? Really? Well, Okay, come on. Okay, now, let's, I just said that little preempt to let you know how this story here, and I don't mean to get emotional, but this stuff kind of pisses me off. Anyway. Sanford, Florida, same place that Trayvon Martin was killed. And let's talk about your boy, um, Ahmad Arbery, mm-hmm. okay? How much did these white guys get? Life in prison for claiming the neighborhood. Now, you would think that you, if you've seen the Ahmaud Arbery trial, that you wouldn't do the same thing that them jokers did to Ahmad Arbery. But they did. Here's the story. Two white men in Sanford, Florida, was arrested after a black teenager said he was racially profiled. Racially profiled, not by the cops, but two white guys in the neighborhood. And his car was hit with a rock while driving through their neighborhood. Their neighborhood. Now, Howard uh, Howard Hughes, what a name, 61 years old, and Donald Corset, 52, allegedly damaged a, damaged a white Mercedes driven by 16-year-old Jermaine Jones. Now, he's 16-year-old. for so that Mercedes, which was new, I saw it on the news,
5: mm-hmm.
1: probably belonged to his parents. They let their loving son drive their car, okay? He recorded the aftermath of the incident on his phone and posted the footage to Instagram. just mm-hmm. so he got history. So thank goodness the brother has good social consciousness to put it out there, whatever. Uh, the white guys are yelling, get out of my neighborhood. The men could be heard yelling during intense confrontation, according to the teenager of, um, they were burning out of rage through my, uh, he said, he said, he, he said, get your racist ass out of my effing neighborhood, okay? So they shattered a the car window that you can see in this video. There's another person named Bailey Kennedy who was 15 years old. He was in the car also as a passenger. The teens reported heading to a friend's house so they could spend the night. Now they're going to a sleepover. 16- mm-hmm. and 15-year-old kids in a new Mercedes being confronted by old white guys 61 and 52 years old. Okay. All right, and I say I was racially profiled while driving through my friend's neighborhood. Now, their friend (laughs) lived in the same damn neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So you white guys don't realize that niggers are living around the corner from you. Or did you know that? And probably Middle Eastern, Chinese, Mm -hmm. Puerto Rican, Spanish, and everything else is living in the same neighborhood. Maybe the block you live on is all white, but I got news for you. You know, this is Rainbow Coalition here. Anyway, so to make a long story short, these guys was confronted by these guys. They bust up their windows, they at their cars and everything. All in that situation with that, uh, this guy, said he faces felony charges. Like I said before, the difference between crimes in court is felony and, and misdemeanor. Corsic, mm-hmm. he's the one that's 52 years old. He faces felony charges for damage of property and hitting the vehicle with a weapon. While huge, he's charged with a felony property damage and misdemeanor battery. Now, notice the word, misdemeanor battery. Means you hit him or whatever you did to the boy, but they're dropping it down to misdemeanor. Whenever you see the word misdemeanor, it's a drop-down, okay? It's a drop-down. Felony is the top joint. Misdemeanor is a drop down. You can beat that by, you know, fines or whatever. Usually, you don't go to jail for misdemeanor. Anyway, um, this happened in uh, what's it called, Seminole County, mm-hmm. and uh, this guy Hughes, a 61, he he allegedly hit one of the teens with a traffic cone, according to the news reports it's and all wrong that.
5: With but
1: but what I'm saying in a nutshell is that, and and I'm a up with this. I don't mean to stay on the soapbox long. Did these two white guys actually see the Armand Arbery trial? Or was your head in the sand or up your ass when the trial was going on? And all three of those guys, even the one that was filming, got life in prison. So what, why would you do a crime just like them? Damn, y'all some dumbass white folks. Lord have mercy. Anyway...
3: They don't That's all I got care, to say about Papa. That.
1: They don't care. Yeah, well, they just ain't watching the news or something. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I understand, but... Whew. They
3: don't, they yeah, don't, they
1: they don't care. care. And how long was that Mount Arbery trial?
2: Week. Yeah, that went, Week. went on and on. So was much. your cable
1: turned off or something? Did you, was, did you not see the news? And now you're going to do the exact thing that they did in the same neighborhood where Trayvon Martin was killed. Lord have mercy.
2: Well, they were pissed because they mm. said that mm. this young man mm. was, uh, like, speeding or racing, burning rubber or something through their neighborhood, <laughs> and they got tired of it, and this is the way they dealt with it.
1: Let me tell you. I'm
2: like, well, then why don't you just call the police and and report it, get well, the tag number, if that's really what you Well, you, you
1: know, know what? what, let me let me. But how
2: are you going to go out and confront a child, a kid? And and curse him yeah, out? right. Hit the, take because the rock they don't, and
1: bust because, the windshield? Those
2: because, kids could have been injured. Because
1: they don't think that we're connected to anything. Sometimes white mm. folks don't turn their, white cops don't turn their own white counterparts in because they think they may have a great lawyer and they may lose their job as a cop. But they don't think that blacks are connected to nothing. You know, they could throw thought it was a stolen car mm. or whatever. But, um, like you were mm-hmm. saying on that situation, uh, I mean, it,
2: it just boggles my mm. mind that people still, like you said, like you didn't see the months of coverage on the Aubrey case.
1: On the Aubrey case. That, 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 that case went go, oh, on Maybe for this
2: is not a good idea.
1: Yeah, and they all got life in prison, you know. So, no, anyway. like I
3: say, they don't, they don't care, in my opinion, is it's just like the January 6th thing. Those people that came in at Capitol... They talk about democracy, the Fifth Amendment, yada, yada. You can't. You can't respect uh, the Constitution. You can't. There's no way. They just don't yeah. care. If things don't uh-huh. go their way, then they're going to do whatever it takes, what, what necessary has to do. And that's what they did. This, this young boy came in this space. Just like the officers. Yeah. They don't care. They want to protect it any means necessary. And if it means... What I have to do or go to jail, they don't give a rat's rabbit thing. They really don't. Ooh, hmm. That's the bottom line. That's sad, but that's okay. the bottom line. Wow. All, right. All uh, right. You guys got any questions or comments, hit us up tonight, 914 803
0: 426 And
1: press yeah, one. 1. Press 1. If you're already online, and you're already listening on the phone, just press 1 on your phone. Okay. You'll be... Put in our queue and you could speak your mind. You can talk to us to say hello Damn. to to me or mm-hmm. uh, red wine or yes. you know, You might want well to say hello to me. I'm just so drop dead handsome. I can't. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, on that note,
3: is it
2: cocktail? Ready go to the
3: cocktail? Yes, yes, it is. Because I need one. I'm sweating bullets, <laughs> so I need one. Yeah. Hey,
1: what's the cocktail <laughs> of the week?
3: What <laughs> you got for us, yeah. it's, it's called the Angry Snap cocktail, so uh, check this out, it has six ounces of Angry Orchard Unfiltered, that's why I call it Angry Snap. Uh, one ounce of Crown Apple Whiskey, if you like Crown Apple Whiskey, you might want to do two ounces, but it says one, <laughs> uh, <laughs> five ounces of a ginger liqueur, which is very good, um, one teaspoon of ginger snap cookies. That's the garnish, and two rosemary sprigs. Man, I want the rosemary, uh, Papa. I know uh, you do. Uh, so we're going to use the ginger snap cookies to rim the glass. So we're going to crush up the ginger uh, snaps. Okay. Put that on the rim Ooh, of the glass. fancy,
2: fancy.
3: Yeah. Then in a mixing glass, add one
1: rosemary sprig,
3: ginger liqueur, and apple whiskey. We're going to cover that with ice and shake. Then add the angry orchid. Uh to the shaking chin. We're going to strain over an ice glass and we're going to garnish it with the uh, rosemary sprigs. That's optional like. So, And that is the angry snap cocktail. Yeah.
2: The angry snap? Yes. Okay.
3: I like that. I'm sorry. I, I thought it was the apple, but it's angry because of the angry orchard. It's a no
1: apple
3: flavored okay. taste on the angry orchard yeah that's the apple
2: taste mm. All right, got it alright that's, that's,
1: that's one of my that's really interesting you said to rim the glass with a ginger snap yeah that's one of my
2: up that's and... one
1: of my favorite cookies but I like it with a tall glass of milk but uh oh wow. okay well. yeah ginger snaps are good the dunkin milk and you know one of my favorite <laughs> cookies is the orange box the uh you know at Halloween the uh, spice wafers, whew, I can get I can O D on those. Okay. But it's got to be around Halloween in a little square orange box. That's old school
5: mm. spice
1: wafers. Oh Lord, give me that and a gallon of milk, and I can O D on that. All right. Anyway, you want to take a little break? We'll we'll uh, take a CC break as we call it, and I'll come back with my uh, what's popping.
2: All right. We'll do that on the other side of the break. It'll be Papa Didi and What's Poppin'. And in case you didn't know, you're listening to the Pajama Party Show. We do it every Friday night on Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for hanging out with us. And somebody, cue up the queue up the commercial. I'm just filling in time until they cue up the commercial. How you doing tonight, Papa Didi? Who
1: really <laughs> we got to give them a raise.
2: Good luck with that. All right. They're trying to get it together. All right. Here we go.
3: This is Kettle. And this is Red One. If you like news, but you like the weirdest kind, you're in the right place. Join us every Friday night for the Pajama Party Weird News. We find stories each week about some of the strangest and oddest news stories around. If there's ghosts driving, stupid criminals getting caught, or just bizarre medical stories,
2: we report it right
3: here on the Pajama Party Weird News. It's funny and informative, and we look forward to it every week. And you will, too. If you like weird news like we do, join us every Friday night on the Pajama Party Show. It's a weird world out there, and we'll tell you all about it. Right here on the Weird News, where we celebrate the weirdness.
1: Welcome to, back to the pajama party, one of your hosts, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine.
3: Come on, sweetie
2: darling. All right. All right, Papa Didi. Yeah. What's poppin'?
1: Well, you know, uh, for this segment here, you know, the biggest thing I've been seeing, lady, that's why I say everything after the while needs to be cubby hold because what I've been seeing lately is just customer service is horrible today. And you know, people are hiring people on a on a wean, you know, because a lot of people are retiring, you know, and things like that. And good good talented people are moving on. And as you go in these different stores and businesses and everything, customer service is at an all time. And when I say customer service, I'm talking about attitude as well. See, the one thing that I think a lot of these bosses don't teach their employees at these businesses, and I'm talking multi-million dollar businesses, okay? I'll get into my own experiences here in a moment. I'm talking multi-million dollar businesses. The one thing they don't, and sometimes I wonder how that person get a job from the beginning there. Anyway, they don't teach them to be cordial. You have to check your attitude at the door. You know what I mean? If you're an asshole and the jerk-off, and you're brand new at a company, you can't bring that to the company. And, and some, of, some of them are so new, they're, they're not even there during their, they're not even past their 90-day probation period if the job has a probation time. They're just there. And when you go to the counter or ask somebody something, the first thing people give you is the attitude that they would have out in the street with their friends and family when they're off work. They come on to you Hard, I mean, over the last few days and and let me see one two uh, I think in all three incidents, let me see it was the male lady, it was ups, and I had one more situation I can't think of that we'll focus on the the male lady and ups these were both black women, young black women. No disrespect to my sisters, but damn, check your attitude at the door. Nobody cares what you're going through with your life, your family, your baby mama drama, whatever, your your husband, your boyfriend, your significant other, your girlfriend, whatever you're going through, that's your business. And you got to stop taking it personal when people say something, because as a an older person as myself, a person that's, you know, worldly. I'd have been here and there and everywhere, you know. And and when I come somewhere, the first thing I'm trying to do is lay my wits on you because I have a plethora of knowledge that I just want to share. And sometimes when I try to share with these young people, man, they think I'm trying to be smart or facetious. Or, or you know, arrogant or, you know, they just think that I'm just trying to teach them something because their mom and daddy ain't teach them crap. So they think I'm taking on the role of one of their parents or something or whatever, you know. And it's so sad the way people come back at you. You know, I, um, the postal lady, let's talk about her. Okay, I went up to Jersey. This happened today, as a matter of fact. Went up to Jersey, I'm not going to say where I went because that's my business. Went up to Jersey to my house, and I got a little bogus email that I had a package delivered that morning. Apparently, it must have been a bogus thing. You know, there's so much crap that comes on your phone saying, oh, package was delivered, yada, yada, yada. And it wasn't (laughs) delivered. But the girl who was working the job today, she said she was a fill-in. But I asked her, did she deliver a package? I ain't living no package. Came off just strong from the beginning. Now, here I I have been landscaping back in my yard. Okay, I got my gear on, you know. So I don't know if she had black man syndrome. You know, she didn't see a regular black guy. I had my towel on my head and my, my safety glasses, and I had my wee whacker in my hand and all that. I was geared up as a landscaper. You know what I mean? So I don't know what she saw or how she perceived me. See, the biggest thing we have to see in life is how we're being perceived. You know what I mean, especially black men. You know, people see us and it's almost like if we ain't got a damn tie on. They don't give a crap. You know, and the woman just kind of like, eh, 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 eh. just all this little attitude. So I said, well, I, and I showed her the email. I said, well, well, ain't anybody ever at that time? And she was just, there was no greeting or any. There was, there was no love. Not you got to give me love. But she showed me nothing that would have me embrace her as my mail carrier. You know what I mean? I might as well have Freddie Krueger deliver my damn mail. <laughs> okay? She was evil as crap. So whatever's going on in your life, please, you got a mail bag on your hand. Leave your bullshit at your own home when you got my mail in your bag. Or you, know, you work representing the government as a postal employee. But attitude all day. Now, anyway, she said, well, did you get the pink or the yellow slip? I said, I said you mean the 3849? And that fucked her up right there. Excuse my language. I just cursed to make my story sound better. She said, well, what, what, what are you talking about? I said, when I was in the Navy, postal clerk was my, my job. I was on ships, and I was a postal clerk. And the yellow and pink slips that they give you, The form number is a 3849. You got to have that. You got to know those form numbers in order to get your rank on your arm. You know, when you go up for your test to get more rank on your arm. So I'm only, that was just a joke that I told her. Poor, that flew over her head like a 747. She couldn't catch none of that. I'm like, damn. I mean, she was so cold-blooded. It wasn't funny. Okay, now let me get into this next one, and I'll keep it brief. I rented a U-Haul truck last weekend to move some stuff around, and I went to take the truck back to the U-Haul. This young lady comes out with this red hairdo, you know, looks like she's fresh from a a, a crack rehab, okay? And I mean that sincerely because she was horrible, okay? She was horrible. She looked a mess. Her attitude out the door, she yelled at me, leave the key in the truck. Didn't say good morning, good afternoon, yada, yada, yada. Just walked out the door when I I pulled the back open on the truck to see that I cleaned it and everything. You know, I kept the window. And I took my key with me. And I'm going to give everybody a piece of advice, okay? When you rent a U-Haul vehicle, remember, that vehicle belongs to you until you turn it in, okay? You're under contract with that vehicle. So when some little joker walk out the door and say leave your key and they expect you to go in the building while you're leaving your key in that vehicle somebody can steal that vehicle and until you close that contract you're still responsible for that vehicle so watch how you give up that key to that vehicle okay and i'm like well okay i'm gonna hand the key to you that's i say i said leave it in the vehicle evil as hell and like I said, I've seen recovering crack people, and that, she was one of them. No disrespect to the crack society, but she was one of them, okay? And then I go inside the police, and, and it, was just, it was just a mess. She took my numbers and everything, and then she, I said, can I get a hard copy of my receipt? Because I don't trust you with the email and or nothing because you're disrespectful as hell. So I don't expect you to be an IT genius at anything, okay? Mm. So I said, give me a hard copy of my stuff. She pulls the paper out of here and just like threw it in my face. Here, I'm
5: saying to myself,
1: ain't this a bitch? Now all I came up here to do was return a truck with my beautiful spirit that my mother and father have embraced in my bones. Love, consideration, loyalty, all kind of love, peace and happiness. This girl comes out the door, and you could tell that she's a part time piper. And she's going to throw all that crap at me. But, you know, being the black man I am, I know that if I go off on her, at the end of the day when the cops show up, I'm going to be the one ending end up in handcuffs, right? Because mm. I'm a black man making a, making a scene at a U-Haul establishment, so my black ass is going to jail. So I foresee that. So I dealt with her ass. When she gave me the receipt, I looked at it, and the mileage was right. The gas was right. The price was right. I got the hell out of there. And this is how you got to handle it. But I just want to say this in closing. Customer service nowadays is so crappy. It is not even funny. And how did this girl with her state of mind and her anger even get that job with U-Haul from the beginning? And the sister at the mail, at the house with the mail. How did she get that job from the beginning with her attitude? Come on, did the pandemic just tell people to hire a bunch of losers? And I'm not disrespecting nobody. you got to work somewhere and do something. But damn! Anyway, I'm going to leave it alone. Okay. I'm going it. And this all happened in the last four or five days in a row. I'm Ooh. like, wow. Okay.
2: Well, you know what? I'm going to chime in and say I do believe that During the pandemic and all the, what they call the great resignation, with so many people who resigned their job, retired.
1: Retired. Don't forget about retirement.
2: I said retired. Mm -hmm. Retired, resigned, quit, walked off, just said to heck with it.
1: Yeah.
2: And threw their hands up employers have been, like, on a hiring bench.
5: They're desperate.
2: And they are desperate.
5: Mm-hmm. They're just
2: like, if you got a pulse yeah. and you can sit upright, walk upright, mm-hmm. and halfway get the job done, you can pretty much get a job. So yeah. things are getting kind of dicey out here. What do you
1: think about that, Kettle? you all for quiet over there. What's going on?
3: Yeah, you're right. Customer service is down the pot. I agree with you. But you know what? I, I I've learned... Those places that have customer service, like you said, I just don't frequent it. Do. Um, and if I get attitude, I, I just won't purchase anything. I'm like, okay, I don't have to deal with this. I'm going to push on. I'll go somewhere else. I can get it from somewhere else. So I try yeah. to keep myself in, in a certain environment that I don't have to deal with BS. And a lot of times, I'm, look, I'm learning to go early. I, I've never been an early bird person, but, hey, I've I learned to go places early nobody's in there, get in and out, you have to deal with nobody. And if I have to deal with something going on as far as customer service with the cashier, I don't even talk to them. They're peons, so I go to a manager. I say, can I speak with the manager? Yeah. They say, I'm the manager. I don't want to talk to you. There's somebody higher than you. Let me talk to somebody else. Yeah, so. <laughs> I just don't, yeah, I just
2: you're manage right. a manager lie. You're I right. Yeah, you because know, when I go to Walmart,
1: right. <laughs> yeah. you're right. Cause Walmart opens up at 6 a.m. and I go to Walmart early. I I, okay. I I try to be out of Walmart before the pharmacy opens at at nine. If 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 I'm in Walmart and I see them pulling the shades up to open up the pharmacy, I said, damn, I need to get out of here, because after <laughs> nine o'clock, after ten o'clock, Walmart is a whole another level of customers in there, boy. There,
2: there I got you
1: an, go. an, an the out, outfit that they wear.
2: Oh my God! You <laughs>
1: can,
2: oh <laughs> you
1: you can sit in Walmart and.
2: Woo! Walmart has like the freak parade going yeah, on in there.
1: Yeah. Oh, I've seen Lord. Everything. is that what
2: they have?
1: Oh. <laughs> oh, <you're telling laughs> that you tell me you
2: haven't seen mm.
1: I've seen everything from a bear suit yeah. to a cat suit walking that front wow. door. It's a, wow.
2: Yeah, Walmart's
1: a mess. You can,
2: I mean, okay. from people in their yeah. pajamas.
1: Pajamas, <laughs> oh, yeah. I've seen
2: oh, people yeah, coming that, there with...
1: Yeah, well
2: No, the one that got me was this lady that had pajama pants on with some of those rubber galoshes boots. <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: like, Girl, where are you go
1: Oh my god, are you serious? <laughs> and you know what too? Most of your Walmarts have a subway in the front. So you can sit down and get you a sandwich and it's almost like you watching T V. Because the people that because it's the wall, the subway sandwich in Walmart is right by the door. I could be eating a tuna sandwich from Walmart. It's like I'm watching TV, with the outfits coming in, and people just wearing stuff. Titties is hanging down. Asses is asses is out. It is just it's it, crazy. It, it's,
2: <laughs> people coming there with stuff that's like three sizes too small. Yeah, spilling out the top, spilling out the bottom. <laughs> like, but what
3: what, what, what about the doing? shoes they wear? They wear oh, like slippers yes. or those Uggs. Oh, or, please.
1: I'm
2: please, like, this ninety degrees and
1: you wear an Thank you. Yo. Exactly.
2: Walmart you wearing When I see in people <laughs> When
1: I see people Walmart sometime in the morning, it's like don't wash your hair. I mean, don't wash your face. Don't just just get out. Don't comb your hair. Just go in the store and get what you got to get. It's just it's amazing. I mean, but I learned to accept mm. it. I'm not talking about it because it's very entertaining. Very, very
2: entertaining. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, speaking ent- of weird things.
1: Anyway, yeah, what we got going on? Let's, let's lighten it up with some we weird gonna things.
2: We're going to lighten it up and shift gears
1: with <laughs> all right. Yeah, lighten it up. Lighten it up. Lighten it up.
3: No
2: good. more of oh, right. the summertime. All right. Uh-huh. What see. you got? I'm yeah. up first. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got one about... A glass bar dangling over a canyon in Georgia, and this is not Georgia State. This is the country Georgia, way Georgia. over on the other side of Georgia.
1: In Russia? Um, Russia's Georgia?
2: No, it's like over by Israel, that part of that no, really? Georgia. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, they've got a 78, I'm sorry, a 787-foot steel and glass bridge with a diamond-shaped bar suspended in the middle of it, they just unveiled it in the Dashbashi Canyon, which is about a two-hour drive from the capital city of Belisi Bil- in southern Georgia. And that was earlier this week. This thing was constructed by an investment group, Cas Group, which operates in Israel and Georgia. Um, the thing is transparent. So you're hanging up in 787 feet over a canyon in a diamond-shaped, glass bar to go out there and get a drink. I saw a picture of this thing and there was somebody on a bicycle. I don't know how they got the, I guess they were, they looked like they had a wire connecting them, holding on to them or something. But, I mean, people go out on this thing and to get up in this diamond-shaped bar. I'm like, man, you could not pay me to go up in this thing. And it's not like a ride. You just have to go however you get up to the either side, and then you go across the bridge, which is glass and steel. So you're feeling like you're about to drop to your death, walking across something that you can see straight through, 787 feet up, just to have a drink. I'm like, what are y'all serving up in that joint? It must be some real good stuff to twist you like you ain't never been twisted to get you up on this. But they spent $40 million building this thing. It took them three years. The bar has at least three levels within this diamond-shaped thing, and they're hoping that it will be a tourist attraction, that people will want to come to this area just so they can experience the suspended bar I'm like, you know what? Y'all can have that. I be like that Geico commercial when that man walks in the attic and all of those mannequins are up there. And that man said, nope, no thank you. <laughs> he walked away. Mm. I said, nah,
3: not for me.
1: Okay. You see and this?
3: Said, it's over what yeah. now? Is it over the, the Canyon or something? I don't understand. Yeah, it's a it's Canyon. A, it's, a, it's a,
2: yeah, she showed a picture. It's a
1: 787. 787-
2: up in the air, glass bridge and made with glass and steel and it's over a big canyon so it's like instead of it being a bridge you drive across, it's a glass and steel bridge basically and then it's this diamond shaped bar in the center of it that's just suspended no thanks no. exactly no thank you
1: okay it's my turn alright Continue with the weird news. We're lighting it up because y'all stories can get kind of hectic early on. So we throw the weird news in the middle, to lighten up a little <laughs> bit. I'm going to talk about a man who says he spent eighty five hundred dollars a year on Pepsi addiction.
2: Pepsi addiction. Mm.
1: Pepsi addiction. Oh yeah, and I knew. Mm-hmm. I knew some people in my life that remain nameless that they drank them soldiers as well. Mm. Oh yeah, one of my neighbors coming up. She was an avid. So a her like that, oh yeah, Whew.
2: okay, so. they were
1: remain nameless, like in the in, in the show dragnet, the names were changed to protect the innocent okay anyway this this man said he spent eighty five hundred dollars a year on a Pepsi addiction, okay, huh. He was a supermarket worker, okay, so he had access <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay,
5: <laughs> you
1: like that, huh. Supermarket Burger spent $8,500 a year on guzzling 30 cans of Pepsi a day Good for two decades, 20 years, all right? Said he's been cured after he, was hip, after he was hypnotized. Wow. His name was Andy Curry. He's 41 years old. He downed a liter of the fuzzy drink every morning and drank a further a, a, a future nine liters in the course of the day. A Pepsi. You know, it's amazing about that. Now, mind you, Coke and Pepsi—if you got an addiction like that—it's got to be cold,
5: because mm-hmm. it's
1: something about that burn. From what I've heard from Pepsi and Coke drinkers, that so cold burn. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. okay, I don't. Please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the cold burn it goes down your throat. Okay. He is—he has is sipped and estimated. Now check this out, which is crazy: two hundred nineteen thousand cans of Pepsi nearly which 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 breaks down to nearly eighteen thousand pounds of sugar. God. Which is equivalent to like seven million sugar cubes that he has eaten <laughs> just eating whole sugar cubes for the last twenty years.
5: <laughs> <laughs> My God. All right.
1: Eighteen thousand pounds of sugar which is equivalent to if you want to take it in cube fashion Seven million little cubes of uh, they don't have cubes. Cubes of sugar that's, that's old school. People put a cube of sugar in there. They probably coffee. still around. Well, I'm just saying, but, but old yeah. school people do it like that's regular, a lot regular. of sugar. Anyway,
4: yeah, so mm-hmm. anyway
1: Harry he's married now, he's married to a woman named Sarah. Now they don't mention what not Sarah's in the Pepsi Coke Sprite or whatever. But he's married <laughs> to Sarah. Sarah's thirty nine years old and she says she he spends twenty five dollars a day on Pepsi, which amounts to about $8,500 a year. So Kerry decided to take drastic action after he ballooned to 366 pounds. Whoa. Okay. And his doctor warned him that he is at risk of becoming a diabetic. Well, hell, 366, you already are a diabetic. Wow. Quiet as it's kept. Okay. The doctors just tried not to try to message your head. Anyway, so through exercise and diet he managed to lose like 28 pounds and all that jazz. But uh but he couldn't stop drinking the Pepsi. He he started exercising cuz he was getting crazy with his diabetes and all that jazz. So he contacted a London-based therapist, a guy named David Curry, Curry, not Carey, who uh identified uh Curry as having what's called the uh, Avidac- Restrictive Food Intake Disorder, and the acronym is ARFID. Okay, Rfid. RFID yeah, That's everything right. got Everything has an acronym. Anyway, amazingly, after just one online hypnotic hypnotic session, Carry was cured, and for the first time in twenty years, he drank his first cold bottle of water. <laughs> now, first this, time in twenty years. Now, this years? monkey. He was drinking some of his Pepsi. He never Ooh. drank any water. Wait Damn.
2: He got hypnotized online?
1: Online, one time, and he said that he was cured and he drank a, a cold bottle of water for the first time in two decades. Now, I don't know. This is weird news. Is this true or is this fiction? That's what up? they said. Anyway, in just Ooh. four weeks, he dropped. he They said in four weeks, he dropped uh, 44 pounds, and uh, he's remarkably more healthy. He said he met with David online, and he hypnotized him for about 40 minutes. I don't know what he did, but afterwards, I just don't want to drink nothing but water anymore. So that's the moral to that story. Wow. wow. I, that
2: man
3: said, too.
1: I don't know. Okay.
3: You puppy lovers out there. Shit. <laughs> yeah, you better ease
1: up. And Coke. Don't leave Coke yeah. out. That's another Yeah. Sugar bound, uh, Mm -hmm. you know. So so, okay,
3: this is is the elephant in the room. So which which one you guys like, Pepsi or or Coke? Which one do you like?
2: If I drink a cola, I do like Pepsi, but I don't drink them Mm that often.
1: It's rare when I
2: have a cola
1: drink. Pepsi does have a a, a, Pepsi does have a better taste in my opinion, but now at Mm -hmm. my age, if I do drink Coke, it's the Coke Zero. The dark can, you know, because okay. I don't want to, okay. you know, I, I, but I. You don't want all that sugar. Yeah, I came near that diabetes thing, and I, you know, now that I have that under control, I don't want to go in that in that territory anymore. So
3: you, you just not in the running, Pepsi or Coke. So that, that's zero, okay. You're not even in the running. Yeah, zero.
1: Yeah, yeah. Coke zero in the black, <laughs> the, the black can. what in You know what? Though I say that. You know, I'm
3: as, on the fence. You know, I like both. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh, okay. on
1: the fence. But I say that as I'm, si- as I'm sipping brown liquor, which is sugar-based mm-hmm. to the max. But what? at least it makes uh, my uh, head, uh, it, it gets my head right. <laughs> okay. so All, right. All right.
3: All right, Carol. Let me Carol. This You're last right. weird news here. Um, new Hampshire Distillery turns of crabs into whiskey. Wow. Okay. okay. New Hampshire Distillery unveiled a new whiskey with an unusual key ingredient, In base of green crabs. Ah. <laughs> this distillery said it teamed up with the University of New Hampshire um, crab project to develop a house of Tamworth crab trapper which is built as being made with a bourbon base um, still with a custom crab corn and spice blend mixture. Damn that's a whole lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, the owner of the distillery said Yes yeah, said the um, developers boiled more than ninety pounds of the tiny crabs into a crab stock that was then fortified with um, tamworth made uh, natural grain spirits and the still on a rotary vacuum, okay It has crab on the nose for certain he said the taste is like a a, a briny and better fireball. The crabs used for the liquor um, came from a Seabrook, New Hampshire trapper. Green crabs are native to Europe and are considered an invasive threat to the New England ecosystem. He goes on to say we are raising raising awareness of the problem in a way that is fun and interesting, but it also shows that um, through creativity and uh, gumption, we can turn these pesky critters into a tasty treat. <laughs> okay. Wow. He's, he said we want more brave souls in the culinary arts to rise to the challenge. Defeat the enemy by eating them.
2: <laughs> okay. Huh. So
3: that's oh. how to defeat the enemy? Eat them? Okay. That's interesting. So these crabs are smaller. Uh,
2: that's what it sounds like.
3: And green. Never heard of them or seen them, so... Okay.
2: Oh.
3: Wow. I'm
2: going to have to okay. look that up. I don't know what
3: these crabs look like. Yeah, I, I don't think I want to know. <laughs> mm. No, thank you. So they're actually
2: selling, they're selling this crab whiskey?
3: Uh Yeah. Yeah, you want to buy
2: some? How much is it?
3: Did they $50. say
2: it? fifty dollars a fifth. Fifty? No,
3: I think I'll pass. <laughs> I'm joking. I don't know shit. <laughs> oh, I was just
2: serious. Uh,
3: it, it doesn't say. Mm-mm. But uh, yeah. All okay. Right. Well,
2: wow. Well, that yes, wraps yes, up the yes. weird news for
3: tonight. Yes, uh, it does. Uh uh-huh. Interesting. Um, so if you guys got any questions Or comments hit us up tonight 914 803
2: And press 1
3: You're getting All right. So We're going to take a little CC. We're going to keep going with you Oh take good.
2: a break Okay we're going to take a break And then we'll be back with I'm just saying on the other side of the break On the pajama party show Living just enough Just enough Okay, but why are we doing TV Wonder? I thought we were doing pajama party. Well, I was, I was talking
1: about my little, uh, one of my segments. segments, one of my segments of uh for the city. Join the party. Okay, now you're you ride me.
3: that's um, yes,
1: every Friday night at nine. Pajama party. No okay. clothes allowed. Kettle and red wine, uh on my parade. I had the mic first. And yeah, they're coming in just trying to uh, you know
0: It's my trigger oh, yeah, things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what number
1: calls?
0: Oh,
2: okay. Yeah, but uh
1: call us at 914 914-
2: 803 803- 803- 803- 4306- 4306 and press
1: one and press one to be put into the queue and uh, say what you have to say. You can read off what we're talking about come up with a new subject of your own. We're, we're
5: easy hear from here. We're
1: liberal, we're
5: 200. easy. It's, it's the
1: same. Eastern time, we're here nine nine p.m. Friday nights at uh, 6, o'clock six o'clock West, Coast, West Coast, and uh, what maybe seven o'clock in the mountains or <laughs> in the,
0: yeah seven in the mountains uh, around Michigan, 8 Michigan and New Orleans and all that we're
4: like an hour back, yeah, but it's nine 5 o'clock 5 on the East Coast nine fifteen Eastern time I, I, time nine I, I, fifteen I, I. Don't be late when you listen up. It's nine o'clock on the dot.
0: That's right.
1: Every Friday night. We'll see you there. Goodbye. All right, welcome back to a job party. I'm one of those, Papadini. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine.
2: Bonsoir. darling.
1: All right, we're going to go to a Red Wine segment, which is called uh, I'm Just Saying.
2: Thank you, Papadini. It's been Tonight, I'm just saying, come on, Clarence. Mm. I'm talking about Supreme Court Judge Justice, whatever you want to call him, Clarence Thomas, your boy. Your boy. Now, his wife, Jenny, oh, as you well know, Jenny got busy. She's a mess. Jenny got busy a during mess. the uh, 2020 presidential election. Jenny got busy and started sending messages and emails
5: mm, to mm. some
2: of the Trump camp, Trump folks, some uh, one of Trump's lawyers, I think Mark Meadows. She just got busy. And she was trying to encourage all of these people to don't give up, push, you know, do what you got to do. We got to win this election. You know, she was basically saying overturn the joint. Make it work. Trump needs to win. You know, all of this kind of stuff. So she kept on pushing, sending all these messages out. And apparently Jenny didn't think this was going to have any kind of impact on her husband uh, or his position on the Supreme Court Even that or she just didn't care She
5: didn't care
2: Yeah So old girl was engaging in all kinds of covert messaging While allegedly old Clarence claims he didn't know nothing about nothing He mm-hmm. was like I, I don't know what she was doing I don't know what she was saying and all. I'm i just saying come on Clarence I agree with the uh, New Jersey representative Bill Pasquale who is calling for Clarence to resign his seat on the highest court's bench. I'm just saying, now, come on, Clarence. You've been compromised, and you won't admit it. You have been the opposite of an asset, in my opinion, all the years you've been on the bench. So this would be a polite way for you to just bow out. You can blame it on your busy butt wife and just step off. Mm. Just go step off. And all the while that Jenny was doing all this stuff, Clarence Thomas was hearing litigation relating to the 2020 election. Now, don't you think that was a, a, what do you call it, a
1: compromise situation?
2: Yeah. um, I can't think of the other phrase, but, yeah. Yeah, he should have just recused himself, but did he? No. Conflict of interest. Conflict of interest, thank you. But he didn't recuse himself. He just went right on with the case. I'm just saying, come on, Clarence. Come on, man. You ran your course. It's time for you to bow out. He didn't even recuse himself from the cases that were related to the January 6th riot cases. How blatant can you be? Your wife tried to help cheat the election in Trump's favor while you continue hearing cases about the people who tried to destroy the Capitol because of Trump. Mm -hmm. It's all one vicious circle. And you still want to sit right in the middle? How is that right I'm just saying, come on, Clarence, it's time to give it up. Like Marvin said, you've got to give it up. Mm. Let it go. Your wife put the nails in that coffin, and the least you could do is to show a little dignity and a little respect for the job, a little grace, and just get on out of there. You, In my opinion, this is my opinion, you were always a disgrace, Clarence, mm. in my opinion, so don't just call it a day Just bounce And keep an eye on your girl Jenny And make sure she's not Messaging and emailing people Against our democracy Okay mm. can you handle that Because you sure ain't handled nothing While you were in that job mm-hmm. This is Red wine, And I'm just saying Come on Clarence The jig is up And the joke's on you Very good Big Bama
1: very good, Red mind. Very good. Very good. He's saying, man,
2: come on. Come wow. on, man. Come on, man. Come on, Clarence. Come on, Clarence.
1: You know Clarence.
3: what?
2: I'm gonna go,
1: like I'm, gonna go right in, I'm gonna go right I'm gonna go into my living for the city because. Okay, we
2: got a call. Before you call? do that, yeah. Okay. Let's go to the line, pick up this caller, and then we'll go to you. Hello Hi. caller. Welcome to the Pajama Party show. You're on the air. Go ahead Hello. with your comments. Hello. Hey. Hey there. Well, I'm a
1: happen? Pepsi I'm a Pepsi drinker myself. Oh, here we go. How <laughs> many cans a day? How many, how many liters yeah, a day? I don't drink that many liters. I may drink a bottle or two, depending on what I'm eating. Okay. And all I right, you better ease up and, on that I get it. I probably get it from my mother too. <laughs> okay. Uh huh. But uh, talking about Clarence, yeah, Clarence need to do something. Cause if he don't, ain't no way he couldn't say that he didn't know his wife was there on January uh, the sixth. Uh now everybody know where their wife is at. Come on. Exactly. That's why I say come on man, yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah, yeah, saying, come, on, man come
3: on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who are you trying to fool? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You know what I cannot they don't have kids together, do they?
1: I don't think there's no kids. We would have we would have heard about the kids by now. I don't I don't think there's yeah, I don't
3: there's, think they kids, I don't think there's no kids.
1: Kids don't hide in the so, closet, so we would have heard about kids because I've seen Barack kids over Yeah, I was, wondering. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, I was just listening. wondering, you know what I mean, but, yeah. Nah. Yeah, Clarence, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I wonder how all this going to come out, turn out. Is Trump yeah. going to jail? He needs to just go
2: ahead and resign before it gets real ugly.
4: Mm. Yeah, but even with him, I'm saying, what are they going to do about Trump? Well.
2: That's a whole nother. Trump is
1: just, you know, we we didn't, we need to stop giving Trump so much uh, glor, glorification, if there's such a word. You know, he's just a uh-huh. he's just a man of flesh, and uh, you know he'll he'll see his demise one day. We well, all do. know that, but you know, I mean, well, what he did, I mean, all Americans need to take a look at that. Oh yeah, you know? yeah that was heavy. But when you have people under control like that, see, the biggest part, the biggest part in life, caller, is the fact that uh, 50% of the world always agrees or don't agree. No matter, You can come up with the best ideal about something in the world, especially on a job, and you present it to the job. 50% of the people on the job are before it, and the other 50% will be like, eh, I don't know. And those are the haters. Why is she submitting this? Why are you giving her a break? 50% is big time, and Trump has 50% of, of the world. As, as interesting as it is, that, what do you call it, the MAGA?
2: Yeah, MAGA.
1: The hat, what's it called? The Make America Great Again? The MAGA crowd what? is off the chain, man. It's, it's off the chain. It's, what is it, 20, 31 million people? I
2: don't know, but he got them. And it.
1: they're giving him money every month? Direct deposits, he's getting $42 million? Oh, please. He's got them by the kahunas. Coming to the ignorant, you don't
3: yeah. know what else to do. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I was su- I oh, was cool.
1: really surprised that his
3: that Putin and them was endorsing his um
1: was was his cosigners for his loans and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Well, he's in bed with the enemy. He don't know no better. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm, we know that, but I'm just saying I would have never thought like that.
3: Yeah. (laughs) would they say follow the money, follow the money.
1: Yeah, that's why he never showed his his taxes.
2: And I believe he's broke. Mm
1: Mhm. Oh, he ain't real. Don't mind folks are taking care of him.
2: Yeah, they got a lot Mm -hmm. of mess with them. Uh, All right, we thank you so much, caller. Yeah, thanks for your call. Appreciate that. And uh, you take it easy with those Pepsis now.
5: Yeah, I, have
3: I have to, but Mountain Dew uh-huh. got more sugar. <laughs> oh,
2: God. That's even worse. Mountain Don't even drug. mess with that one. Yeah. Yeah. All right, now. Take All care. All right, y'all have
1: a good night. Thanks for taking my call. All right. All right. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it.
2: Thank you so much.
1: Uh, In in my segment of... uh,
2: Wait, hold on one second. I got one more line.
1: Another call?
2: Yeah, let's do that. They're doing,
1: they're doing call. Hello, Hello, caller.
2: Welcome to the show.
1: Caller, you're on the line there. Yeah. Hello. Uh oh, kids in the background. Uh oh, it's an adult show. Hello, Hello, caller. Hello. Hello, caller.
2: All right, we're gonna put you on hold and we'll come back to you. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> anyway, um, you know, kids. You know what's funny thing about kids, their voice just, just. Pierces through anything. Doesn't it? Yeah, it does. When a kid's voice comes mm-hmm. on, like, pew, they they go through any frequency. It's amazing. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna play on. I, I had another thing lined up for for living for the city, and I'll keep it short. Um, kettle, so we can get to your Hollywood wrap up, but um, just to to play on on Red Wine story with um, Clarence Thomas.
2: This is, a, on, this is a
1: good thing to, to do. Now, remember years ago when he was going up for his job as a Supreme Court justice, he was in a battle with Anita Hill, mm-hmm. and she claimed, and which I believe, he was saying all this stuff about "Is there a pubic hair in my in my coat?" Yeah. and all these different slang things. Okay, he being all clever, suburban guy, clever, but then you end up marrying a white booger bear. Okay, so. I'm trying to say, hold up, bro. When you was pushing up on Anita Hill in the office, that she was saying that you was pushing up on her, acting like you was a, you know, you know how bougie black men can be. You know what I mean? In the office, especially, I have a few bougie, bougie, black uh, bosses in my career. You know, just so tacky. They, you know, they think they're this and that, and whatever. You know, and me being a West Philly guy, you know what I mean? You ain't got nothing on me. You know what I mean? I don't give a damn how much money you making. I could fuck around and sneak your wife out in the parking lot. Okay. Anyway, that's just a footnote. <laughs> anyway, what I'm saying, I, I, I'm going to keep it real. I don't believe that he was talking all this stuff about Anita Hill, but then you're going to marry this white booger bear who is such a Trump, a Republican Trump supporter. Now, it's not only that you have, be, you have created yourself as a Uncle Tom, you know, vicious Uncle Tom, you have just dis- disassociated yourself with the black race. But now you have a wife who was supporting the, the January 6th situation, you know, mm-hmm. big time. She was all up in it. Stop the steal. La, 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 Now, where are you as a black man controlling this big white-ass woman who's actually controlling? And you know what gets me? You going to the court every day. To, to do your thing as a Supreme Court Justice, and she ain't even got a motherfucking job. Mm-mm. Excuse the expression. She ain't got a job. Nope. So you're supporting her, and she's pro, she's pro everything that she's allowed to be as a white woman. But you done sold yourself to the devil as a black man. So I'm trying to figure out, how does all that work? When it comes to, you know, you're baking the cake and you put the vanilla abstract in and you put the milk in and the eggs in. How's all that work when you start mixing all that up? (laughs) I don't understand it. Anyway, whoo, boy, some of us, boy, the web that we weave is unbelievable, and I'm believing it's that. How you doing, Kettle? You out there, Kettle?
5: Yeah, (laughs) I am.
1: Anyway, a
4: whole this is the adult lot. night
1: pajama party, y'all. Every Friday night, nine o'clock <laughs> nine fifteen CP time. I'm Papa mm-hmm. i I'm here with kettle and red wine. Are you ready to go to Hello. Hollywood or you wanna take a break or? No come come
3: on come on with it. Come on with it. You ready for mm. it?
1: Now here we go. Let I'm, me just buy a high beautiful beautiful tenor voice and bring you into Hollywood. Hollywood. Ba, 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 Hollywood. We have a low budget okay. so I gotta sing I gotta sing the entree of our <laughs> Thank you so much okay. uh
3: uh Papa D D. Okay.
1: All what right. you got going on? If
3: you if you guys don't already know, uh it's it's going down. It's the Martin Reunion. The cast Uh-oh. of the groundbreaking sitcom. Martin celebrates the show's thirtieth anniversary. Wow. wow! Damn! Thirty years a special guests. Yep, Snoop Dogg, Tracy huh. Morgan, uh, uh, Leandre Johnson, uh, Brian McKnight, and more. I keep oh, I, I, I forgot all these people um, were on the on the show. Also, Brother Man. Huh. I, I guess he's gonna show up. He's gonna come out the window. I guess. <laughs> um, but that was an iconic show for sure. Um, they were talking to Tommy Davidson on the um, radio a couple of days ago, and he said he got his guest appearance on there 27 years ago. I was like, wow. Wow. Okay. Uh, ah. but, yeah, but at that time, he yeah. did say that uh, Martin, he seemed like he was kind of a difficult person because he was ah. the, quote, unquote, I guess, producer on the show, so he wanted to make sure everything was on point. And he was yeah. like, you know, bossing people around. And so mm. he's like, well, this is this is my show. I got to make sure everything's on point. And, and Tommy Davis is like, I got a show, too. But I don't act mm. like that in so many words. You know what I'm saying? So right. anyway. It well, was this is, a, it was, well, Kendall, was.
1: As, a, as a footnote, mm-hmm. uh, Martin is an ARE like me. And, and I run oh, this, so. Oh, oh God. <laughs> <man. laughs>
0: Oh, there we yeah, go. He's, he's,
1: an Aries, he's an Aries, man. Aries, we're just look, like, you know, we're crazy. And, we're crazy and as hell.
3: Look, and That's why he <laughs> got in some hot water with Gina. He probably paid her well, too. But they they'll good oh, speaking terms. Of, uh, if she left the show yeah. early, remember that? Um, he was trying to make advances to her. But anyway, I'm going to move mm. on. Uh, Kenan Thompson filed for divorce from his estranged wife, Christina. Um, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Can- we talked Thompson? about this before. Um, two oh, months wow. after the news first broke, separation. Um <laughs> hmm, Kenan is forty three and she's thirty three. Um, she's a mom. Um yep. They have two children, two girls, seven and four. That's uh, my man decided not in, uh, 20... hmm. Right, they decided not in twenty eleven. Like I said, they had two daughters, um, seven and four. But uh seems like they wanna go there separate ways, so more no uh, power to him. God Good God luck to him. Mm-hmm. God she's God. a pretty girl. I'm not sure what happened with that. I'm not sure. Yeah, well, also, never know. also, BET, yeah, BET awards is coming up 2020. Um, they got a a, a big lineup. Uh, Chloe, um, Lizzo, of course. Um, our girl Taraji, she's gonna host. Um, oh, really? Kirk Franklin, Gibeon, Ella May um, Wow, Chance the Rapper I haven't heard from him in a while, Babyface Babyface
2: baby. Oh, they're all um, going
3: to be there Yeah, yeah and so when uh, Of course, P. Diddy, you know, he'll be there They're given him the Lifetime Achievement Award So, oh. uh, hey What power to him And that's going to be on Sunday, June 26 Okay, also Tyler Perry Donates hmm. five hundred thousand dollars to the Apollo Theater as spring benefit raises a record three point seven million dollars. Hmm. Wow! Why
1: not just buy
3: the Theater? Why not? Yeah,
1: yeah why not buy it. the building? What the hell, are you donate and shit. Just buy the property. He, he, anyway, he
3: should have. He should have just went in and just gave a million dollars. I mean, five hundred thousand. Sure, that's short of uh, you know, another five hundred thousand. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, so, I mean that's a, that's 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 good. This is giving back, you know. Whoopi, all the all the big wigs are there, you know. I guess they're trying to keep trying to maintain the um, Apollo Theater, you know, trying to keep it going. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. I appreciate yep. that. We gotta do what we got to do. Also, Mariah Carey, Neptune's, and Annie Lennox inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Oh wow! Go oh. um, oh, ahead. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I say, finally, because, you know, since the pandemic, they had to put it on hold. So um, it's that time. Yep. 439 total inductees into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Only two, uh, 32 have been women. What? Wow. Like that. That's a lot. I know. All right. You got to pay it away. They've had people like Ozzy Brothers, um, Leslie Oldham Jr., um, Questlove. John Batiste, Usher. Okay. That's up. All right. Hi. They had They had that ceremony on Thursday, so we already had that. Okay. Last but not least, Jennifer Hudson. She announces a talk show. We talked about that before, but it's going to be official really? on her birthday. Yes. Really? It's, it's going to be coming back. Yep. So. September the 12th. Yep. Hudson is
5: uh,
3: I didn't realize she's that
5: age.
3: What? Wow. How old is she? 40. She's 40? So, okay. Oh, okay. Yep. So okay. the official uh, day is September the 12th. That's her birthday. So Did they say what network? For sure. I'm sorry?
1: Did they say what network she was on? Uh,
3: Fox.
2: Fox,
3: okay.
1: Okay.
3: Yep, daytime, yep, daytime trip on Fox.
1: All yeah, right, no
3: power to us. Cameron mm-hmm.
1: Hall and all them are there. Well, they got rid of uh, mm-hmm. old boys. Maybe you took his spot. Oh.
3: Um, yeah, or to... or Ellis. Yeah, Ellis. Yeah, Ellis. Yeah, Ellis. Oh, yeah, Ellis. It, it, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: Ellen oh. He was on NBC. Yeah.
2: Oh, did you hear uh-huh. that, um... Did you hear that Beyonce's dropping a new album?
3: Oh, yes, she is. I forgot to say that. Sorry about that. Yep. Yeah, of course, she always puts the buzz out there, and she hasn't put anything out, what, in about 12, 13 years? Oh, mm, time. I think it's been since, about six. Since lemonade. It hasn't
2: been that long. It's been about six years since whatever the last since one was.
3: Lemonade. Lemonade, okay. yeah. Okay. All right. So, you beehives, they're going to get it in. Yeah, they all about to be buzzing Yeah, all right That's my Hollywood wrap-up
2: All right, thank you,
5: Kevin
2: So much going on So much going on All right Let's see Now we're down to the kiss-it list Where did Papa (laughs) D.D. just go? Papa Didi, we're down to the kiss it list. Can you tell everybody what the world-famous kiss it list is? Well, the
1: kiss it list is everybody that showed their butt hiney over the last week or so. And uh, they put them on blast. And uh, the first person is, is Clarence Thomas. Man, I've never seen such an Uncle Tom Ooh. black man in my life. And then he's going to marry a white booger bear.
2: And don't Damn. get her, too, Jenny.
1: Jenny, yeah. Jenny Thomas.
2: Jenny. God,
1: she's just. Horrible. Good day. You pushing up on old girl at your at your hearing or when she was in the office with you, you trying to get with her. But deep down inside you gonna marry a
2: oh damn. I, I got another random one. Whew. I was gonna pull this one in. We didn't get it on the weird news, but this guy named Dean Gunter, he lives somewhere in the UK. Mm. This man had Nike shoes tattooed on his feet. Because he said he was tired of having to keep buying shoes. So I guess he thinks he's going to walk around barefoot with this Nike shoe tattoo all over his foot. There's something wrong with these people, I'm trying to tell you. He's on some. Uh, Also, the evil mail carrier that you encountered.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: And the crackhead at the U-Haul.
1: Oh, yeah, the crackhead at the U-Haul.
2: Yeah. And I'm I adding, appreciate uh, that.
1: You, I appreciate you going into my life and uh, oh, I
2: putting wrote on blasts. Thank you. Uh, I got Marjorie Taylor Greene oh. as usual, but this oh, time. Wow. Now I don't know if you all heard that there's been a tampon shortage because of the supply chain shortage no. and the God. shortage on the cotton and whatever oh, else is used am
1: I gonna do? to
2: make tampons. So now those are on What
1: orange. am I going to do? So
2: Marjorie Taylor Greene put out a statement and said, oh, the real reason there's a tampon shortage is because of the trans people.
4: Oh,
2: shit. I'm <laughs> like, What? So, you know, leave it to her to come up with something wild and asinine. She
1: said because of the trans She mm-hmm. said
2: the shortage is because of the trans people because the White House is putting tampons in men's rooms.
3: Wow. <laughs> wow. wow. I've heard
2: wow. it all. Wow. Marjorie. Wow. Marjorie. Marjorie,
1: Marjorie. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. I tell you. And just like I was saying about, you know, the, the you know, the crackhead UPS. I mean uh, UPS, uh, U-Haul. I don't understand how she became a congressperson. Damn, I need to run I
2: don't that. understand how she got reelected.
1: Be- how those
2: people in Georgia voted for her again.
1: Because that's what they mm-hmm. want to do. Mm-hmm. And they got the power. Ooh. Her district is was lily white, and that's who they wanted.
2: I'm wrong with
1: her. Unbelievable.
2: Uh, all I'm of the people guy. who uh, ransacked the Capitol, I'm keeping them on the kiss it list.
3: Yeah. I know Ray that's said. right. There you go. That's what's this, up. This,
1: this Today is the actually 50th year of the uh, Watergate scandal.
3: Oh
1: yeah, yeah. And everybody yeah. involved in that, you know, Tricky Dick Richard Nixon, who broke into the the you know the uh, Democrat, uh, and also put the Watergate Hotel on the kiss list. Because if you want to <laughs> stay in the Watergate, the room that the Watergate break-in went in, that's twelve hundred dollars a night. Oh my
5: this goodness! Just to stay
1: in a room where they where they, they broke into off. the Watergate Hotel. The Watergate Hotel is in down is in, in D.C., right behind the, uh, what do you call that place? The Kennedy, Kennedy Center.
2: Right.
1: Kennedy Center, mm-hmm. yeah. All yeah, right, I'm and don't
2: here. forget Trump. Put Trump
1: on the is, with list Put Trump, yeah. it's always on the list. All the truth is on the list, he and we have a, a song. We have a yes. song and a gift just for them. This is for you guys. Everybody on the kitchen list. Kiss my
2: entire
5: hand.
1: Kiss my ass! You can welcome back to the pajama party i'm your old papa Didi i'm here with kettle and and red wine
3: bonsoir darling
1: we're down to the last word this is our last word um
2: over to you papa Didi what's your
1: last me first okay my last word is this here uh cash or plastic it's your choice when you go out (laughs) when you go out today when you go out today get you some go to mac machine get you some cash because cash still works okay I know that we we're all become bougie in our in our life and everything and you know, all that jazz and we, oh, just giving the plastic the plastic. You know, white folks used to say back in the day, like they go to lunch with a bunch of black people and, and the first thing a white person say, "Oh, I didn't bring any cash." Okay, bullshit. You know what I mean? You ever given you, ever, you ever experience that at lunch?
5: Yes. White folks
1: go. One white person goes to lunch with a bunch of black people and when the bill comes, oh, I didn't bring any cash. Oh my god. Anyway, all I'm saying is that going forward with these businesses, with customer service and everything, please, go to the ATM machine and get you some cash. When you're going somewhere that looks a little suspect, everybody's crazy, especially Chinese stores. And and it makes it so bad that the Asian people want these rights where they want to be, like, protected from any kind of violence against them. When they are the evilest motherfuckers on the planet. You ever go buy some shrimp fried rice? Oh, yo, yo. You You sweet sauce. Give me five uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And you want protection from other people? When y'all are the evilest jokers on the planet? Are you serious? <laughs> Asians are the evilest people on the planet. No disrespect. Damn. But they said, oh, let's pass a bill to protect the Asians. Who's gonna protect us? From them. Oh
4: boy.
1: Anyway,
0: that's, your last that's
2: word. my last word. Okay. Give me a
1: French fry, right? Okay, now. Okay, all right, mm-hmm. I'm done. My
2: last word is shout out to the cast and crew of Angie's Cure, uh, featuring mm-hmm. our hometown mm-hmm. talent, mm-hmm. Lynette Shell, mm-hmm. and Corey Grant are the producers and writers. So Good be on morning. the lookout for Angie's Cure. Angie's Cure. It'll cured. be premiering probably within the next few months. Yeah. Be August. on the lookout. Okay. You can follow them on social media at Angie's Cure Film.
1: Angie's Check them
3: film. out.
2: And Lynette Tichel
1: and Corey Grant. Yes. Pull them up. All right. That's our thank
3: thank you. Papa for the reinforcement. My last word is, folks, don't forget about this weekend, Juneteenth, which is the mm. Black Folk... Independence Day. however you want to look at it? Yay! But go out there and, 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 and let's celebrate. You know, not not go out here and act a fool. And let's just go out and celebrate and have a good time. And Thank act like we fine. have some act like we have some sense. So, happy Juneteenth to everybody. And hey, let's just keep it moving. That's and happy Father's
2: day. day to all the fathers and the fathers figures and folk who have stood in the gap for someone in
1: the role of a father happy father's day as my man george michael said i will be your father figure put your tiny hand in mine I will be your teacher, preacher, anything you have in mind. Okay, I thank will you, puppy. All your... right. It sounds I <laughs> have <heard>
2: enough of <laughs> Christ. I will is. be okay. the
1: one who loves you. All right,
2: this is red one. Right. We'll sign of it off until time. next week. This Can you say goodnight,
1: puppy? Y'all got no respect mm-hmm. for me at all. Mm-hmm.
2: You got Anyways, you. I, have,
1: I need to go pursue my singing career and leave y'all to it. Okay, stuff. well,
2: just say, goodnight, say anyway, goodnight.
1: Anyway, yeah, goodnight, everybody. <laughs> well, next, next week, same time, 9 o'clock, 9.15 CP time. There you go. That's CP stuff. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah,
3: what, CP what, time, what time, All right. Yeah, CP time, 9.15. All right. I'm just signing off. And <laughs> I'm
2: just saying, come on, Clarence. That's my last, oh. last year, boy. All right. Say okay. goodnight, Kevin. Goodnight, Juneteenth people. Alright, happy Juneteenth everybody. Alright people! Go celebrate! We're we're a shutdown shutdown is
0: it all over,
2: Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, sayonara, and all
0: that sort of cheers. Well, when
5: I
1: say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night, and good luck.
3: Was it as good for you as it was for me?
0: Now give me a kiss and say good night.
4: Good night. Good night. Good
0: night. Thank you. Oh, Goodbye right. now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.
4: Thank you for attending our show.
5: And good night.
0: What do you do if you No clothes and It's summer party Grown as that day that day party What do you do you do? No clothes It's summer party that day